The Eagles versus the Jets edition of the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm Sean, second the money green with my fellow diehards Rob and Justin. The Eagles get it done. Eagles win in Los Angeles, pull out the victory and the cover, twenty three to fourteen. Justin and I were in attendance, cheering on the uh, cheering on the birds. Good win. I, I mean, it got, you know, that when they scored the Rams to go up 14 to 10, maybe a little nervous about the defense, but great answer there at the end of the first half. And then the defense uh, just owned them in the second half. Uh, we know it was a win, but Rob, was it a good win? Was it a happy win for the Eagles fan? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it was a good win. Um, you know, a couple positives to take away one. We saw the return of Dallas Goddard. Uh, so that was awesome. Really good to see. He had a, a a really solid game. I think he had eight catches for 117 yards. So I've been harping on that. I think every week. Uh, so happy to see that. Of course, AJ Brown went off again. Um, you know, the, nervous the first half with the defense like would we was it going to be a shootout but um you know credit to Desai his opening game plan might not have been that good but he did adjust well in the second half and shut him down so um you know that was one of the things that always frustrated me about Gannon I felt he didn't adjust that well um but you know kudos to Desai he did make some changes so um it, it was a good win the offense looked better than it has all season still was not perfect um, but definitely big step in the right direction. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we still could use some red zone efficiency, but yeah, I mean, the passing game looked pretty good. Uh, Jalen was, I thought throwing the ball. Well, even flashed in the running game, but Justin, you were there. We were there. What was your, uh, what was your favorite part about the Eagles, uh, win in Los Angeles? Uh, I think the best part there uh, was just at the end of the first half. I mean, we had 32 seconds left. Yeah. We were down. And, I mean, Jalen just put it together. I think Brian Johnson called his best uh, series yet there for us to get down the field. And it was just such an exclamation point to end that with two seconds left and be able to do the tush push right, right down their gut there into the end zone to go up right before half because – it looked like we were having a little bit of a tough time, especially against our offense. But once that happened, going into half, it just seemed like everything was falling into place, and we were going to be able to pull out a staple win. Yeah, no, we our, our tickets were uh, down near that end zone. Again, shout out to Game Time promo code SGPN, and they they got down to the one yard line, 
and everyone in the entire stadium knew what was going to happen. The QB sneak it's, it's turned into a cool thing now because everyone knows it's coming. They can't <laughs> stop it. The, 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 the stadium was just full of rabid Eagles fans going nuts. You knew it was cut. Like, and it, obviously if he didn't get it, the half is over. It, it kills all that momentum. I, I think if the Rams stopped the Eagles on that play, they might win the game because it would have just been such a massive momentum swing for them. But it, it's it's just so awesome. They know it's coming. They can't stop us. It was uh, it was great. I touched on it briefly, but I I thought Jalen looked pretty fast live in person. Rewatching some of the clips online, he looked uh, he looked pretty elusive. Rob, what do you, do you think? Something changed? I mean, eye test. It just seems well, like he's I, more decisive. I I think they took training wheels off a little bit. Uh, you know, for this game, I mean, Hertz had uh, what fifteen carries for 70, 72 yards. So by far his his most carries of the season and. It seemed like this game he was actually running to run, not just like running, giving himself up immediately. I mean, he had a couple nice plays where he skirted tackles or broke a tackle. So, um, and I thought we saw the benefit of that. It, it opened up the offense. And I think it's the first time this year that we saw an offense that looked like last year when we were so, you know, so efficient and and so good. And again, it wasn't perfect. I'm not going to say it was an, an A game for the offense, but it was certainly the closest thing we've seen. And I, I do think Hurts running like that is a big part of it. And we've talked about it multiple times. I know you, we paid him a lot of money, um, but you can't take away his strengths. And and that game, I thought there was a nice balance of running in, in appropriate situations, didn't necessarily put him in harm's way. Um, but also we saw the benefit of of him running in terms of opening up the offense for our other playmakers. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was, it was fun to watch live him and yeah, maybe it was just the, the mental thing. Cause he did he in, in person, Justin, he looked, he looked fairly fast and looked like he was able to beat a couple guys out and, and really just, I it's, it's great to have that in his back pocket to run on a third down when you might need it. Yeah. That one third down play where he was able to get the yards necessary. I mean, it just, I think if you look at the still photo of it, it's like there's three guys in between him and the first down marker. And somehow it's like, man, he's able to get a third. He's able to get a first down out of that. I mean, uh, he seems to be as elusive as ever. And as we pointed out, I think previously, uh, yeah, I think he might've been going down a touch easy or just saving himself, but this was a game where we we needed a couple of those runs, and it's nice to know that he's able to do it when we need it most. Yeah, uh, and then on the other side, the defense, man. Uh, I'll start with uh, I sent you guys a clip of uh, Jalen Carter being interviewed after the game, and he was pointing out that the the crowds were so loud that uh, basically the the Rams were having to go on on some form of silent count and that the defensive line kind of figured out it was some hand motion and they realized like, hey, after they did it the second time, that's when they were going to get the snap. And and that's what he said helped them in the second half get to the quarterback because they were getting the ball out really quick. And basically what I'm getting at is Justin and I helped uh, the Eagles win, but he was, he was really impressed with the, uh, with the crowd and with the noise and everything we brought there. Rob, what's your, what was your uh, big takeaway on the defense? I mean, second half, I, Hassan Reddick had a couple nice sacks there. Jalen Carter continues to blow people up. 
I thought yeah. it, I thought it was a great game for the defense. Yeah, no, I, I agree, especially in the second half. I mean, Jalen Carter, two sacks, continues to just uh, really be a force. I mean, you just see him push guys like five yards into the backfield. Um, and like you said, Reddick had two stats or sacks as well. Um, you know, I thought we made some adjustments, and, and I think Roby, who we just signed, actually ended up getting a decent yeah. number of snaps. Um, I think they started the game without him, and maybe that was one of the adjustments that, you know, kind of helped us. I, I think Goodrich or, or some might have started. I, I could be wrong on that. But um, so all in all, you know, the defense, you know, kind of picked it up starting with that D line. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see every week. I'm excited to see Jalen Carter and, you know, Nolan Smith's been kind of quiet. Um so I, I I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not going to complain because the rest of the D line's been so good. Yeah, no, it does seem like. Well, I mean, Carter's been up there every week, but it does seem, and maybe this was a you know not certainly you like the to have the option of Fletcher Cox, but uh, maybe the fact that he was out gave Jalen Carter the chance to really have probably one of his best games as a pro so far. Justin takeaways on the defense. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys pretty much mentioned it. I did think that, uh, as you guys said, Reddick came around. I mean, we've been talking about, you know, him kind of, you know, being a little silent the past few games. I think he's only had one or two sacks over the last four, but it's nice to see him come up big, especially in the fourth quarter for us with those two sacks. Um, And he's got the, you know, the cast off after surgery. So hopefully he can continue to attack. The other two guys, I mean, Morrow completely – I should say uh, Morrow continues, you know, to have a decent amount of uh, impact on uh, the defense as well. And then Blankenship had the most tackles for the team. Nice to see in that secondary. They're holding things up. So nice. It's actually an interesting, um, you know, interesting with Morrow because I think everyone thinks he's outplaying with what we would expect it, especially for someone who was cut, then practice squad, then elevated. You know, I saw today that they just activated Nicobe Dean to the 21 day window to return. And it's almost to the point where it's like, you know, uh, uh, an interesting decision who to start because Morrow's actually been playing pretty solid, um, yeah, which I guess great, is a good actually. problem to have. Yeah, no, that's the thing, like with the Eagles, and, and you got to give it up to Howie. Everyone goes, oh, you're crazy to not spend any money or any real draft capital on the position. But. If you, you know, you put uh, a, an amazing defensive line and pretty good secondary around them, it makes their job pretty easy. And you can find these kind of diamond in the rough guys because you're you're putting a bunch of good players around them. And and it seems like that's what's happening with Nicholas Morrow as well. It, I, I think Nicobe Dean will kind of end up as soon as he's fully healthy, getting his job back. But it'll be interesting to see how long that leash is because of how good uh, Morrow has been playing. Rob. Justin and I, I I think it was a bigger thing on the TV broadcast. We couldn't really see it on the sidelines, but there were, there were a number of moments where there were some heated, heated interactions uh, between Hertz and Sirianni, uh, maybe Hertz and Kelsey. What was your handle on that for someone watching the game uh, on TV? Yeah. You know, I I saw, I, I didn't, I don't remember as much the Hertz, but I definitely saw Kelsey over there fired up. Um, you know, after one of the play, I think it was a play near the goal line, if I remember right. And I, I don't, I wasn't sure watching it live what he was so fired up about. It seemed like, 
Uh, I don't remember if they got like a delay game or, or, or what it was, but I, you know, I'm fine with it. These guys are competitors. Um, you know, they need to be held accountable if it's from the coach to them, or, you know, if they have a strong opinion, let them voice it. So I have no issue with it personally. Um, it just seemed like it, it didn't seem to me like it was someone that was, you know, becoming a diva or something like that. It seemed to me like Kelsey was just, you know, pissed off about a play or how something could be done better or something like that. So I was fine with it. Yeah, it could be wrong. I think I saw it. It happened after uh, we had called the timeout. We were potentially going to get the delay a game. And that was where we were a little rusty, too. I feel like a couple times just getting whatever it was, maybe the play calls in or um, talking to the guys and getting them in the right position. But I- I'm with Rob here. I mean, he's got every right to try and lead that offense, especially the offensive line, and get everybody's mind in the uh, you know set in order to do their job. Yeah, I mean it's it is one of those things. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't mind a little a little chippiness, a little getting getting fired up. Uh, I mean you know it's, we're we're Philadelphia Eagles. Come on, let's go. I appreciate the passion, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I think he even had a quote saying, "I only get I only get fired up with people I love because I demand a lot out of them" or something like that, uh, which probably is really. You know, I'm sure his wife's like, "Oh yeah, you're a huge pain in the ass." But uh, <laughs> no, it was. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm totally down with getting fired up. Uh, what about the concerns for me? Yeah, nothing. A ton jumped out. Uh, you know that whatever that miscommunication on the pick. Kind of don't like to to see that. Obviously, you don't. No one's. No one likes an interception. But again, I thought overall, Hurts played pretty well. Rob, I'll I'll uh, I'll give you the floor with your Quez your Quez Watkins slander. My boy Quez not looking good. Oh, uh, how did right. he not? We're, I mean, we we're, were going there now. The field. I, you know what? I'm so out on Quez. Um, and uh, you know that one play where there were two blockers on the outside blocking perfectly, and he just ran right into them instead of the obvious gap that probably any of us could have run through for a first down. I mean, it just seems like he never comes up big in the game, and and it seems like he's just become a liability. I'd rather see Zacchaeus um, get all of his touches, quite honestly, at this point. Um, and it, one of my biggest pet peeves is when coaches are overly loyal to vets who don't deserve it. Mm. And let's be clear. It's not like Quez has some incredible resume and he's just having a bad three game stretch. I mean, he's never really done anything that big. So, you know, it had that one touchdown last Monday night or last year on Monday night. Okay, sure. But we could also point to like three he dropped. So, um, you know, I, I just don't get it. Um, uh, Sirianni said something about, well, you don't, you know, you got to understand his speed and this and that. Uh, look, if, if you're not making the plays, none of the rest matters. So I, I would like to see his touches transitioned away. Um, it's just as much of my pet peeve when I see us get down into the red zone and all of a sudden we switch, take Swift out and put in Kenny Gainwell. And like, fine, Kenny Gainwell is a fine change of pace guy. He's a, he's a good guy to give Swift a breather, but it is so apparent at this point that Swift is by far the best back on the team. I don't understand why we're taking him out in some of those key moments in the red zone, especially when our red zone efficiency has been a big issue. So that to me is another, uh, is another thing that I just don't understand.
Taking a quick break to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Ken, love using the Hall of Fame bets. It's got that revolutionary parlay optimizer. Always uh, grinding out some sweet, sweet parlays, putting together the ultimate Philadelphia Eagles SGP, aka same game parlay. It's great. Um, the, the deep data button is a lifesaver. I do a ton of research on parlays, and I could not be doing it without uh, the good folks over at Hall of Fame bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to defend. You know, that Quez Watkins bubble screen, we were, I think it was on our side where we had our tickets and you, you see it live and you're like, man, there's gotta be a hole there. And then that, that, that still image comes out and you're like, man, what, uh, it's, what am I missing here? And Zacchaeus, if you one thing, if Zacchaeus filled in for him and he wasn't doing anything, but I thought Zacchaeus was making some plays. He had that touchdown. I thought he had a number of other good catches, maybe one drop, but yeah, I, uh, uh, Justin, what's your take on Watkins and Kenny Gainwell? Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think there is a little bit maybe too much loyalty. I will say, I mean, Quez should have had a touchdown in that game. Uh, Hurts just didn't seem to want to pass into him when he was wide open in the end zone there uh, for some things. But with that being said, yeah, I assume they're keeping him out there in order to spread out, um, spread the field a little bit due to his speed. Uh, with that said, Zacchaeus has completely outperformed him at this point. Even on the little plays where, you know, AJ doesn't score that touchdown last week unless Zacchaeus yeah, is on it running, running down, down the field and blocking. So, I mean, he's he's a contributor whether he's getting the ball or not, it seems like. And he made a, pl- uh, a clutch catch, what was it, last week as well in that game. I think it was on a, a third down that we needed and uh, Hertz was able to thread a nice pass in there as well. So I'm with you. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, Quez replaced at this point for Zacchaeus because it does seem like Zacchaeus deserves it. Um, now, with that being said, I'm assuming the coaching staff just likes the fact that, you know, Quez has that speed and maybe allows us to stretch the field a little bit more. Um, as far as the game well touches, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm fine with the switching up at this point. I don't want to overload Swift, and we are winning. Now, is this something where we switch up in the future? Maybe. Um, from what I've seen or heard, though, too, it seems like maybe Gamewell's used a little bit more in the red zone due to the fact that he offers a little bit more with pass protection and when he's in the mix as well. Um, you know it's not necessarily going to him, whereas when Swift's on the field, majority of the time, it's going to be a run to him um, if we're not, you know, stretching him out as a wide receiver. So that could be part of the game plan, whether you agree with it or disagree. I mean, um, I'm, I don't know how much I agree with that, but that's just kind of what I've read recently. Yeah, I mean, the Gainwell thing, uh, I'm with Rob to a certain degree. I, I think it should be Swift getting the majority of the touches, but I do think Gainwell has a place. He should have some carries, and I do – I don't – like Swift has been so good. I want to make sure he is available down the season and, or, you know, as the season goes on and he has had a number of, uh, uh, you know, a number of injuries over the years. So maybe they're trying to go out of their way to keep him fresh. So to, I get to, I, to be clear. My issue is not that he's getting any touches. I, I don't disagree. Like work him in, give Swift a break it, it, to me. It's that 
he's getting touches in big moments yeah. and, you know, whether it's a big third down or whether it's a, a crucial play in the red zone, that's when Swift should be in there. He is our best back. Like, um, you know, the yeah, Titans are taking out a clutch third down run though, this past game. I mean, it was what third and seven, third and eight. And he, you know, got nailed and then he was able to still reach out and get a first down. It's not like he's not a contributor. Sure. Um, uh, look, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm fine with it. I just, he's not our best playmaker. And I think on the crucial moments, you have to have your best playmaker. And that's my point. I, I don't disagree with you, Justin. He's had some nice runs. I just don't get the timing of it all the time. It seems like the coaching staff, just for whatever reason, still trusts him more in certain scenarios. And and to me, it's just frustrating. I think they're just not trying to wear him down till the end of the season. The other thing, too, is I think it is good for these guys to get the touches because when you look at, you know, for instance, our Super Bowl run, I mean, Corey Clement came in huge. So did Aguilar with huge games. You still need these guys to feel like they're contributors on the team. And we are five and zero as well, so it's it's I don't know. We can ask for more from these guys. I mean, we, we got Goddard in this game, but then we didn't get Smith in this game. So, uh, you know, Devonte I think had a couple catches, not many. So then it's like you're gonna read. Yeah, literally online. like one catch for six yeah. yards. So if it doesn't happen again this game, then we're gonna read online that these other guys won. You know, Smith. It is really catches. tough. I mean, so it's it- like there's just so much talent to go around. And I'm not necessarily arguing with you, Rob. I'm just saying, like, I, I read this stuff, too, online, and, like, there are other people who are actually saying, like, Gainwell's a bum and stuff like that. So it's not and you. I'm not, again, I'm not saying he's a bum. Too. Yeah, no, I know you didn't, but I'm just pointing that out. They for... called Gainwell a bum, Rob. <laughs> no, Rob did not. I'm, I'm just know, pointing that out. It's no, I Rob. get it. In the high level. I'm also just speaking, you know. In to... the high leverage spots, you want to see DeAndre Swift. I, I hear that. We have a huge audience, Sean. I want to make sure all those people who are, you know, talking, writing, uh, yes, the all the people problem. recapping our podcast, <laughs> we get we get picked up by the uh, the aggregator. So you want to make sure you're. That is always funny when, like, you know, big name podcasters are like, "Hey, if you're going to quote me, aggra- uh, content <laughs> aggregators, at least get my context of this quote." It's like, oh God, get over yourself. Hey, let's kick it around the league. Oh man. All good news if you're an Eagles fan. Uh Justin, why don't why don't you start out with the Giants? Uh how can a a team with a top, with the coach of the year and a 40 million dollar quarterback look this bad? Uh I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the he's just atrocious. It continues to get worse. Uh I don't know. Uh, I've no they still haven't to turned one, on Dable yet. They still haven't <laughs> turned on Dable. How have you not called? But what is the what is the company line? I don't like what what are they clinging to? So the best part was is uh, seeing Ryan uh, when I came to see it in LA this weekend, Sean, and I <laughs> was asking him about it, and then I think he was blaming you know the special teams coach. Yeah. And I was just yes. like, wait, what about what about Dayball? Like, no <laughs> issues there. He's like, uh, it's not Dayball. He just needs talent around him. It's these other guys. I'm like, come on. It, but that's every Giants fan still. Nobody wants to put the blame on him. There is like a hierarchy. It starts out with like the offensive linemen, some of the defensive guys, special teams, injuries. And now it's slowly there's been some dimes talk. Ryan did point out that Tyrod Taylor came in and looked better than Daniel Jones. 
But Dable is still Dable is still like held up in this esteem where okay, you can't criticize Dable. It's it's everyone but Dable. What do you mean? He's in charge of everyone. Your team looks like dog shit. What are you talking about? Their point differential is horrific. Like they, it'd be one thing if they're losing close games, but they're getting their ass kicked. And it, and if it was a miraculous comeback against a, a a Cardinals team that is very bottom of the league. I, I, I am genuinely scared they're going to end up with a good quarterback after this. Like, it, it's getting to that point because they're they're not going to win against the Bills. They're going to be what one in uh, one in five, and they're they're fast tracking it to uh, a possible quarterback. But no, I mean, don't worry, Sean. They'll probably just take Saquon's successor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. What are what are like the top uh, top four? T- who's the top running back that someone's going to overdraft? Uh, next up, Rob, I'll let you discuss the, uh, the Niners destroying Dallas. I may have dozed off a little bit in this, uh, in this game after, uh, after the Eagles game, I was a little sleepy, but what, what were your uh, takeaways from that game? Oh man. You know, I was actually excited for that game. I was like, ah, you know, cozy up nice Sunday night and, uh, you know, good matchup and wow, just a complete blowout. I mean, Dallas didn't even come to play. I mean, they got smoked. I mean, the 49ers really. As much as I you know dislike them and and hate all the talk in the offseason, they look really, really good. And you know, I thought maybe Dallas's defense could do something, but they really just had no answers. You know, Dak looked terrible. Uh, the offense looked terrible. You know, McCarthy clearly didn't do a good job coaching. And you know, I don't know how his offensive coordinator role is really working out. Doesn't seem too good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean they just got crushed. And then I, I think you saw you know, Mika Parsons, uh, you know, had his podcast today or something. And he said something like, oh, we got to, you know, we basically alluding like it'll be different next time. And I'm th- just thinking to myself, what what about that game made you think anything's <laughs> going to be different? Yeah, we were just one, you know, one or two or 12 plays break differently. And we got this one. We got this. It is great that like all these uh, these players who maybe shouldn't have a podcast now do have oh, great. a podcast and are just able to spit out whatever they want after a game. Yeah, it like it's for so many great clicks. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't enough bulletin board material coming out of Cowboys camp from Jerry Jones. Um no, oh, and there actually was. It was lost somewhere, but uh, they were asking Jerry Jones about getting CD Lamb more involved in the passing game, and he's like, "I don't know about that." It's like, wait, why are you, why are you chiming? I didn't hear that. It's like, all right, um, you guys obviously need to do something different, or or not, or not. St- stick with uh, what's working here. And then the Washington Commanders got blown out by the Chicago Bears. Awesome, just awesome all around uh, outcome for. Um, anyone who's in a survivor pool who didn't have the, the commanders. Cause I think everyone had them thought it was going to be an easy uh, victory. And it was the, the funniest part is the coach, the first coach to be fired odds completely flipped going into this game. Matt Eberflus was the big favorite and Ron Rivera was second. And then after the game, it completely flipped. Now Ron Rivera is the favorite Matt Eberflus uh, bought him some self, some time. And then, uh, yeah, what? Have, and and of course, uh, we got to talk a little bit about the Jets when we're going around the league. Sean Payton lost to Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, Rob, you're you're a big hater of Sean Payton. Don't like his attitude. Don't like the chippiness. This Broncos team is just so bad. Uh, it's so great, right? I mean, just like probably one of the highest 
you know, paid coaches in the league, came back to all this fanfare. Everyone thought he'd be great. He'd fix Russell Wilson. Then he had to unnecessarily take shots at Hackett. And, you know, by the way, like Hackett performed better than he has to this point in the season. I mean, gave up less points, had closer games. Um, and it's just great to see. I mean, I just thought those comments were so unnecessary in the off season. Uh, why take a shot at another coach when, when he's already gone, you're in there and then to lose to him, uh, you know, a Jets team that really has no quarterback to, you know, let's be honest. Um, I, I thought it was great. And, and I'm sure Peyton was not happy about it, but what can he do? I mean, he's, his team's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is, uh, Zach Wilson's taking it down at home. I think it's uh it's it's bad times for the Denver Broncos. Uh I did a little uh little uh trolling around on the Jets subreddit, found a couple um interesting uh memes. One was uh <laughs> have you guys seen that trade meme where the guy he's like doing this motion with his hands together and it's like you receive this in exchange for this, where it's like kind of parodying fantasy football trades. I saw one that the Jets uh as fan base had upvoted. It was uh you receive a Jets win in exchange for a torn Achilles. Of course, their right tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker, is now out for the season. He was hands down their best offensive lineman. That's a massive injury and really kind of hurts a already a weakened Jets offensive line. I did find this hilarious that this had gotten a decent number of upvotes, a stat that the Jets have never beaten the Eagles since they first played in 1973. That's the longest winless drought of any team in the NFL versus one single team. So kind of a lot on the line, keeping this, uh, this streak alive of uh, never losing to the Jets. Last but not least, I don't know if you saw this, but um, it is funny that this is like taking over the fan message boards. Aaron Rodgers challenges Travis Kelsey to vaccine debate. <laughs> did you guys <laughs> see this clip? <laughs> it was pretty great. I did. Yeah. He's on Pat McAfee. And he's like, yeah, you yeah. bring uh Fauci and, and uh, you know, I'll debate you with my guy. <laughs> oh man. Just imagine this is what, your uh your star quarterback is getting into. Meanwhile, rare breed untamed. All he does is win games and um sell t-shirts in his store. I just went back by the way and looked. I, I wanted to see exactly what Mika Parsons said. I don't think the 49ers are at a higher level than us. We're the same caliber playoff team, same talent, same standards. I just feel like we need to reconsider and fix something. The score doesn't really show what happened out there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was yeah, like, what, what is he looking at? I mean, why have a score? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Why well, even do a score? If it's, if it's not going to matter. Um. All right. Let's get to the week five Eagles versus jets preview. I did mention, and we'll see some of the uh, other, other injuries as they shake out. But um, Nicobe Dean, as we mentioned is activated. I don't know if, I don't know if he'll play. I feel like the Eagles are usually conservative with that stuff. Like they activate him, give him a full week of practice, and then he plays the following week. But you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see how how fast he comes back on the Jets side. Like I mentioned, that Elijah Vera Tucker, right tackle, is going to miss the rest of the season. That that's going to be huge when you're trying to slow down this defensive line. That is going to be huge. Justin, let you kick it off. What do you want to see in this Eagles Jets game? I mean, I just 
want us to continue to do what we're doing. There's not much difference, uh, not much that I want to see different. Uh, I think last game we kind of had a, a solid game plan going. Um, continue to try and, you know, rush the quarterback. Um, Zach Wilson is is nothing near the caliber of Stafford. Uh, I think we're going to be able to rattle him. And uh, I would actually like to see some turnovers, though. I think we've gone two games yeah. now without one. So I think this is a game where we can get a, hopefully a couple. I don't want to ask too much, but uh, I don't think that's unreasonable uh, going against Wilson and, and that offensive line at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. No, it was um... – yeah, it's 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 frustrating because I think they did have a they did strips uh, uh, Stafford, and uh, it was kind of annoying because we, if you remember from last week's underdog uh, fantasy pick'em, we had Dallas Goddard to score a touchdown that cashed, and that was uh, that was one of the spicy plays. Jalen Hurts over two hundred and forty two and a half passing yards that hit. If we would have hit the Stafford, if we would have recovered that fumble. We would have turned what was it, uh, twenty five dollars into six hundred. It was twenty four x. So yeah. we were so close to cashing that one. Morrow almost had that interception too. That one that barely yeah. touched the ground. Yeah. So there was a couple of close calls. I'm with you. It does feel like we're due. I think just keep hammering the uh, the edges for the defensive line because their their defensive line is really going to be in trouble. We're really good at stopping the run. I think you make. You make Zach Wilson beat you, and I think it's just that simple. It's looking like there's going to be a ton of rain, so I and we'll get to it when we get to our uh, underdog pickums. But I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up being kind of a DeAndre Swift game, uh, with us having to rely a little bit more on pounding the rock and and not as much passing game because it's supposedly there's some wind, some rain. Rob, you're you live in the area. What are you hearing weather wise, and, and what do you want to see out of the Eagles in this game? Uh, weather-wise, good question. I haven't looked ahead, to be honest with you, so I'll take your word on it. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Sean. I think the key to this game, it comes down to our defensive line and stopping the run. I mean, Brees Hall has looked really, really good. Um, really, he's the only thing that gives their offense a shot and and takes, you know, I guess keeps defenses at least a little bit honest against, you know, Zach Wilson. So, you know, our D-line obviously is our strength of our defense. I'm confident they can shut that run down. And, uh, you know, I think if they do that, you know, I don't really – I don't see where the Jets are going to put the points up. And, you know, offensively, I, the only thing I, I do want to see, and it, it, maybe it's just wishful thinking, is it, it's still frustrating to me when that we can only get, like, one or two playmakers involved a game. Um, I'd really like to see the balance. So like one guy like Devontae was shut out basically last time, one catch or whatever it was. I still want to see a little more of that balance. And I know that happened last year, but I felt we had more guys involved last year once we really ramped up. Not every game. Obviously, there's ebbs and flows, but um, you know, I never want to see a guy like Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, or AJ Brown come away with just like one touch in a, in a game. So I just think that's something we can continue to work on spreading that ball around as we kind of get more comfortable with our play calling here going forward. I will say too, I would like to see a few more points on the board. It's yeah. weird. This this Rams game I thought was a pretty decisive win, but when you go back and you see that 
you know, we only won by, I think, nine points. It's just, what was it, 23-14? I'm like, man, I feel like uh, there were, like, two more touchdowns in that game, but somehow it didn't relate to the scoreboard. Maybe it's because well, we a- had the ball at the end and it, and we could have basically punched it in. Yeah, uh, I mean, there, but there's – yeah, it was interesting. I think there's a number of situations, like the uh, – you know, like the Vikings scoring a garbage touchdown late, or even yeah, the, that's true. The Bucks, where we like just had that long drive and kneeled it out on their ten yard line. I think there are some opportunities for us to and and you know there there was that interception near the end zone there that that hurts through. That could have been some points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that uh, the Quez Watkins uh, play. They, they they did leave some points on the board, but also it does seem like we pass, we get the lead, and then we just sit on the lead. Which is not a bad strategy, but I, I, I'm with you on wanting to see a little bit more in the red zone. Rob? Yeah, I think a lot of it was just has just been our red zone inefficiency, which we've yeah. touched upon. I mean, you you convert a few more of those in in multiple games this season, and all of a sudden these games are are closer to blowouts than a close game. So, you know, uh, you know, I just think that's something we have to work on our red zone efficiency. I'm with you. No, I agree. That's why I'm saying I want to see more points. It's still a point. Go, let's light them up. And maybe we can do it against this Jets defense. Okay, time for the underdog pick them. Again, go to underdog fantasy, promo code SGPN, 100% deposit bonus up to $500. They don't have any uh, spicy plays available quite yet. And uh, Rob, you, you will be happy. The, uh, the one that I mentioned on the air where I tied in Bryce Harper, uh, that one did end up hitting. So that was a nice little, uh, it was AJ, uh, Jalen Hurts, and then Bryce Harper. So a very homery uh, play. And maybe we will end up tying the uh, fills in there as well because you can't you can't do all three from the same team. I sent you guys the, uh, the higher lowers that are currently available. Um, we're taping a little earlier in the week, so not as much as there will be later on, but we got Jalen Hurts yards, DeAndre Swift yards, AJ Brown on the other side, Jets, Zach Wilson, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. I'll let you start, Justin. What are you feeling as far as the first leg of our pick Oh, man. Um, what's Brees Hall there? Brees Hall is 65 and a half uh, rushing yards. And we're going to... I'm taking the under. Screw it. I know he's the a weapon of theirs, and I actually like him. I think he's super talented. But yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say our offensive, our defensive line is able to shut him down, and they come up big. I like it. I like the idea because I could see that being their strategy of, hey, we'll load the box. We like our chances one on one covering these receivers. Uh, you know, Garrett Wilson's good, but make Zach Wilson beat us and really try and shut down Brees Hall. So uh, I, I'm with you. I'll take lower on there. Rob, what's a, what's another one you want to tag in here? Um, I, I, you know, I like DeAndre Swift, 64 and a half yards. I mean, I'll, I'll keep riding him on, on the over. I mean, yeah. I think he's on a hot street. Yeah. If it's going to rain, I don't see that changing. So, you know, I'll take the over on that. All right, I'm down. So we got higher uh, DeAndre Swift rushing yard, 64 and a half. That feels very doable, especially if it does end up getting to be a little bit of an ugly game. Brees Hall under uh, 65 and a half rushing yards, a.k.a. lower uh, for Brees Hall. Now, what do we do for the third one? They have the uh, this prize if you if you play 
one of their featured player higher lowers. Uh, you can get entered in their prize to win 100,000, 10K to each 10 winners. Or do we go off the board? Do we put in a, I, I know, uh, I know Justin's baseball team, the Dodgers, back against the wall, but maybe we throw in a, a Dodgers player, a Philly no. player. <laughs> or We're so not touching. Dodgers just, no. The featured player uh, for today is Cooper cup. His total yards are 89 and a half. I think they, I think they have a great game against Arizona. Arizona's kind of whatever sort of scrappiness we saw to them. I think it's kind of fallen off and, you know, another week of him in the offense. I think he could have a breakout game. So I I don't mind uh, taking him on the higher, but Rob, do you want to try and crowbar a Phillies play in there, or do we go? Man, I'm shocked you're willing to take him against mastermind Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> yeah, uh, see, I thought you would like this. You get a new Rob. Yeah, no, I'm down for that. C- cup running across the middle, Dinkin and Duncan. I, that's that's exactly the kind of play I like against Gannon. All right, so I'm throwing 25, or sorry, I'm throwing 20 bucks on. Uh, on uh, Cooper Cup, higher 89 and a half yards. A DeAndre Swift, higher 64 and a half rushing yards. And Brees Hall, lower 65 and a half rushing yards. If that hits, a uh, three teamer will pay 120. So nice little six to one there. All right. Closing it out with our final score predictions and our MVE, most valuable Eagle. Justin, you have the floor. Uh, I think, man, you said the weather, so I don't, I don't want to go too high now because I feel like it could be a little bit of a drudge, but, uh, I think we're going to score at least 30. So I'm going to say 30, 36 to 17. All righty. A little spicy there. 36 to 17. Who is your most valuable Eagle? Oh, um, if we're scoring that much, I think Jalen's going to have a hell of a game. So I'm going to stick with Hurts here. I like it. Rob? 28-10, Devontae Smith. Or or not Devontae Smith. uh, Swift uh, is going to have a big game on the ground. DeAndre Swift, 28-10. I'll go 27-7. Eagles get it done. And... Oh man, I think I said Jalen Carter last week. I may may have to give myself a credit there for that MVE. I, I will go. Devonta Smith is an interesting one. Maybe the weather screws it up, but yeah, you know what? Toss in a uh, Devonta Smith. He is due, and it seems like they're rotating in between AJ and Goddard. And I, I think this could be the Devonta game. So give me Devonta. Maybe Smith. it's the Quest game, Sean. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. I mean, what what would be the Quez game? Two catches. I I mean you're his biggest fan. I don't know. <laughs> Justin? What's that? Oh, I thought you were I thought you were saying something. No, I was tempted to switch to a defensive player because I think if they're gonna score that high, they're gonna get some turnovers, but I'm gonna okay. stick with Hertz. I'm gonna get I'm gonna stick with Hertz. You're gonna stick with Hertz. All right. That's fine. You can't go wrong with Jalen Hurts, aka Rare Breed, aka Untamed. Hey, give us a, a follow on X at Diehard Eagles fifty two for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green for Rob for Justin. Go birds! Go birds! Go birds! Go birds.